0: you're listening to the jr sport brief on cbs sports radio
2: it's the jr sport brief show here with you on cbs sports radio happy monday night i hope you had a tremendous labor day weekend i hope you had a good monday i hope you had a good tuesday i hope you had a good sunday and saturday i hope you enjoyed football i hope you ate hope you saw some friends hope you saw some family I hope you did whatever the hell it is that you wanted to do. But now it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. I'm back. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He is back. Thank you to you. There is no show without you. And this is where I'll be for the next four hours. This is the start of it. 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Like I said, I hope you good. I hope you well. We've had a busy weekend. A busy Holiday weekend, we've had a busy, a whole lot of stuff since I've been here on Thursday night. I don't know if you want to call it week one or the start or week after zero, whatever the hell it is. College football is now officially underway. We got an AP poll that moves some teams up, that moves some teams down. We saw a whole lot of blowouts. We saw some surprises. We saw some teams that were used to be at the top. Hi, Clemson! They continue to kind of fall. We see Colorado, who could barely win a game last season. all of a sudden, Deion Sanders looks like he helped turn them around with all his one million new players. We saw Florida State shout outs to all my folks down in tally. They beat l s u team u s a got beat. The basketball folks they got beat, and then they came back and won. Coco Golf is out here winning in the u s open. Uh, Travis Kelsey yeah the NFL is coming too folks NFL is coming on Thursday the Lions and the Chiefs and looks like the Chiefs might already having to uh, deal with an injury here to start the season with Travis Kelsey Tom Brady ain't coming back so get over it that's nice Kyler Murray he probably ain't coming back either and if he is it'll be late but Kyler Murray somehow is a captain For the Arizona Cardinals, what the hell are they smoking out in Arizona? I have no idea. Speaking of smoking, there's some beef between Chandler Jones and the Raiders. Jerry Jones continues to say things just all the damn time. And we're all back to work, right? I'm back to work. Shep's back to work. Nick Bosa, he ain't back to work. Chris Jones, he ain't back to work. Brian Burns. Yeah, if you if you watch the Carolina Panthers, he ain't back to work either. And then over the weekend, you might have saw this, maybe you didn't. Rich Paul, Clutch Sports Agency, LeBron's pseudo agency, my apologies. Uh Rich Paul is over here talking about how LeBron is better than Jordan. I'm like, here we go again. Like, what did he get? How many how many free pairs of LeBrons uh did the billionaire gift him? And LeBron James is playing basketball in Saudi Arabia. There's just a lot, a lot, a lot going on. And I'm sure somewhere over the next uh, five to ten minutes, uh, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife and Michael Jordan's son will pop up on TMZ. So things are real, real busy. Here's the deal. If you want to talk to me at any point over the next four hours, it's simple. The phone number's here. The phone bills were paid over the holiday weekend, so it still works. The number here 212 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 4 cbs If you want to find me, I am at JR Sport Brief, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, anything that emanates audio comes out of a speaker, you can probably find the show. The free Odyssey app, local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM channel 158, Smart speakers, CBS Somebody is listening to this show with a microwave and a VCR. How they're doing it. I have no idea, but thank you to you. Whether you're at work, home, the road, holding it down, I'm glad that you're here. Shep, glad to have you back, man.
1: Great to be back, JR. I missed you, man. Um, and we missed you last night.
2: No, I didn't do nothing last right. What did I do? <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I was watching football. What did I do?
1: Well, uh, un- unfortunately, that was not good uh, if you are a Clemson fan. We know
2: that. Well, Clemson fans have been getting their asses kicked. For the, the the past few seasons, uh, relatively speaking, you know, long gone are the days of, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. It seems like Deshaun Watson has lived, I don't know, three or four lives since he exited Clemson. Uh, but this ain't Clemson from 2018. This is not Clemson, you know, going to the championships in you know, 15 or 16. This is not Clemson even from 2019. Those days are over. Dabo Sweeney doesn't want to mess around in the transfer portal. His two franchise-altering quarterbacks are now uh, playing in the NFL. And now Clemson, they get smoked, as Shep just mentioned, by, by Duke last night. 28-7. to 7. Duke hasn't been ranked since 2018 the last period of time when this Clemson squad was actually lit- legitimately in, in championship contention. And so, yeah, Duke smacked around Clemson. What, what an embarrassment that was. But we had some other smackings going on over the weekend. You want to talk about the opening of the college football season? This is why I kind of watch and pick out what games, and I watch them in the background, because even, even here in Georgia, man, all my Bulldogs fans, and unfortunately, somebody else got pulled over over the weekend. Georgia beat UT Martin. Listen to these scores: 48 to 7, Michigan over East Carolina 30 to 3, Alabama. Did Middle Tennessee show up? It was 56 to 7. USC over Nevada 66 to 14. I can go on. Notre Dame beat Tennessee State 56 to 3. I guess trouncing Navy wasn't enough. Oregon beat Portland State 81 to 7. The Oregon Duck passed out for all the exercise that he got after all of the scores. And then this one I had to tweet about. I mean the coach was crying on the sidelines. Had to be consoled by his own players. Oklahoma over Arkansas State 73 to nothing. After the game, what could you possibly tell a roster or a a team of young men what the hell do you tell them after 73 nothing guys it was embarrassing we went out there we got our asses kicked there's nothing that i could tell you we're going to work throughout the course of the weekend to become a better team for next week the book this game is done on to the next one we'll review the tape see where we can prove but on to the next one this book is closed that's all you can say unless arkansas state just wants to just quit for the entire season. Sorry. But now that we got all those blowouts out the way, let's get to a more pronounced loser, as I told you, as Shep had mentioned as well. Duke beating Clemson 28-7. to Duke stunk. Or oh, excuse me, Clemson stunk. Every time they had an opportunity, they choked. Blocked field goals, fumbles, getting into Duke's territory and coming away with absolutely nothing. After this ass whooping, 28 to 7, Clemson in the AP top 25 poll, Clemson now sits at number 25. They put up yards. They went up and down the field. They could not score to save their lives. And Dabo Sweeney, he talked about this. He talked about all the yards that they had accumulated and the fact that they still lost.
3: An incredibly disappointing loss. Uh, that's honestly all my years of football. I- I've never been a part of a game like that, ever. Um, and been here at Clemson a long time. Since I've been the head coach, we were 58 0 when we rushed for 200 and passed for 200. Uh, that's usually a pretty good indicator. And I think in, in Clemson history, we were 108 0. Never lost, ever. Uh, so, you know, but you got to finish. You got to finish. And, and obviously, we, we did not do that.
2: Oh, no, they did it. And he talks about the amount of time that he's been head coach. He's been head coach since 2008. Okay. This man is in the midst of a new 10-year extension, $115 million. His contract with Clemson goes through 2031. This is the same Dabo Sweeney, who at one point, and I think this is now falling off, people are coming back to reality. People were thinking about whether or not he was in the same space of uh, one of the elite Elite, elite, elite coaches. Of course, he's not Nick Saban, but he's in the category, right? A, a rung underneath. People looked at him and said, "Oh my God, he's in the space of a of a Kirby Smart." Well, it appears that Kirby Smart has jumped him. Dabo Sweeney, unless he gets a quarterback. Where is DJ Uyangalale? Oh, they gotta get that guy back from Oregon State. Dabo, Sweeney, and Clemson, they better start playing in the play box and and start throwing around money or find one of those collectives to throw around money just like everybody else. And as Dabo said, they accumulated a lot of yards and came away with nothing. Fumbles, a blocked field goal. This is what Dabo had to say about missing all them damn chances last night. So many
3: opportunities, uh, you know, on the one-yard line a couple times, uh, one for four in the red zone. You know, t- the, obviously the turnovers, three turnovers, a couple low-block kicks um, that really didn't even give them a chance. Uh, but you know, again, twice first and goal from the one, and we get no points. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's really, really disappointing.
2: Oh yeah, it is. And you could say that they were still pretty much in the game until the third when Riley Leonard decided to run for a touchdown. Duke entered into this game. 14-point underdogs. Duke beat Clemson for the first time since 2004. It's the first time they beat a top-10 ranked opponent since 1989. Clemson should be embarrassed. But this is the bright side, right? It's still early in the season. Even though Clemson, if you want to date back the last season, they've now really started to take their share of losses, ugly ones, too. Losing to Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. How the hell are they going to turn things around? Is Trevor Lawrence going back in time and hopping out of a time machine? Deshaun Watson may want a time machine outside all the new money that he has. He may want a time machine to start over, but is Deshaun Watson going back to Clemson to help them out? The answer is no. If you want to find a bright side for Clemson, they got Charleston next week. Come on now. What is that score going to look like? 45 to nothing? Dabo feels confident that they can bounce back and be better in the next game.
3: For us, I mean, not the start that we wanted, um, but you know, we gotta we gotta learn from it, and we gotta you know get quick turnaround. We got another game here in a, in a couple of days, so uh, just gotta get back to work. I mean, you know, there's there's put our head down. Obviously, this is inc- incredible disappointment. You know, again for the start of the season, and, and there's you know people are gonna see the score and and, and you know make a judgment on our team. But I love this football team. I love this team. And, uh, man, I I, I I see I see a lot of opportunity ahead.
2: Well, that, that's the head coach. That's what he's supposed to say, right? And what else is he, what, what he going to say? He's going to say, hey, we suck. We're not going to the college football playoff. We got another disappointing season in front of us. He can't say that. I can. I mean, the writing has pretty much been on the wall from the past few seasons. Clemson ain't in that, that, that top category anymore. They're not in the space even now of a, of a Michigan. They're not hanging out with a Georgia, not at all. They're not hanging out with an Alabama. Kirby Smart is looking for his next hit, except for he doesn't seem like the dude right now to, to be a proponent of paying for it. Yeah, you know, the same thing that Nick Saban's been whining about now for the better part of a few years. This is, this is a pay-for-play league. You want to win, you gotta pay. And Dabo Sweeney, he's gonna to have to get with the times, otherwise he's gonna to continue to be left behind. I told you, this dude, his contract runs until twenty thirty one. If you don't want to do any more suffering, yeah, you can't hold on to every great QB forever. But you're gonna to have to start attracting some guys who can go out there and throw around the rock I don't know take a look at uh what what Dion and his family yes his family is doing out in Colorado and damn it oh yeah we we're gonna talk about Dion I gotta dedicate a whole hour to Dion or at least the start of one next hour as we look at Colorado and what's going on in Boulder I might need to make a trip up to Boulder beautiful city besides the football beautiful little city nice hey listen folks we're just getting started It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, we're going to get into Dion. We're going to talk about Colorado beating TCU. Was that really much of a shock? Uh, We're going to get into Team USA basketball. Yes, a matter of fact, on the other side of this break, speaking of beatdowns and blowouts and surprises, yeah, it might have ended last night with Duke beating Clemson. But what about Sunday night? I sat down, watched this game. I said, damn it, I can get something to eat and come back for the fourth quarter. And by the fourth quarter, this game was pretty much just like, it's like, why am I bothering doing this? All my friends with the Seminoles down in Tallahassee, they beat LSU. All my friends out in Baton Rouge, 45-24. to If you thought Dabo, Sweeney, people were looking at him crazy, there are already people looking at Brian Kelly crazy again. And this time, it's not for his fake Louisiana accent. The phone lines are open if you want to give me a holler. They're going to be open all night. It's 855-212-4-CBS. That's 855 cbs That's 855 We're going to get into Dion. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray. We're going to listen to Jerry Jones. We're going to give you an update on Travis Kelsey and his knee. We'll talk about Dion. We'll get into the U.S. Open as well. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about Florida State, those Seminoles beating LSU and making people pay attention. The Seminoles are a real threat. Two potential Heisman Award winners going at it, but one team, the one from Tallahassee, walked away with the victory. We're just getting started, folks. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Happy Tuesday. Happy to be back on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's
2: the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. So much to recap over the weekend, damn it. You you already know what took place over the weekend. We opened up the show with what happened last night. We had some preseason rankings that have now been blown to smithereens. Uh, Duke beating Clemson last night, and Duke enters the top 25 since 2018. They sit at number 21. Clemson, as a result, falls to number 25. And something that took place on Sunday, we saw Florida State, the Seminoles, beat LSU 45-24. to And I was sitting around watching this game on Sunday. And then I said, oh, it's a good one. At halftime, LSU led 17 to 14. I decided to get something to eat. And by the time I came back, I was like, well, damn. I blinked in in Florida State. They they put the bricks on them. They hit them with the bricks. Five times they scored in the second half. Four touchdowns. LSU picking up a score late in in pretty much garbage time. And and Jordan Travis and Jaden Daniels. Yeah, two dudes who you would expect to be in the conversation of the Heisman Award. Jordan Davis let him up. Five touchdowns total. Four passing, one running. Uh, Keon Coleman was the recipient of three of those passes for scores in LSU. Man, they gave up the yards 483. Florida State. Last year, beat Oklahoma to end their season. I think that was the Cheez-It Bowl. I think that's what that stupid bowl name was. They're now number five in the early rankings. LSU is number 14. And this means that we have an opportunity to listen to Brian Kelly speak. I think he's uh, lost his accent. I believe so. And so after the game, he said, oh, yeah, we we, we stunk. We gave up all uh, the offense in the world against Florida State, and this is what he had to say. This is after the game on Sunday.
4: Congratulations to Florida State. They played a great second half. Um, they were the better football team tonight. You know, we certainly uh, are not the football team that I thought we were. And, uh, you know, got to do a much better job, obviously, and developing our football team.
2: Yeah, you can't, you can't go out and play Purdue in the Citrus Bowl every game, now can you? Not the case. That was Sunday, after the loss, after they gave up all them damn points in the second half. What did Brian Kelly say today? Listen to this.
4: The game from Sunday, first, Florida State. um, You know, we had a a lot of young players uh, involved, and this is not to to set up the uh, mea culpa, mea culpa. Um, That was a disappointing performance. Nobody's happy with it. Um, Nobody from LSU – um fan base should be uh, happy with that performance i 'm certainly not we 're disappointed um, but we had eleven true freshmen on that trip um, five first time starters, uh four on defense, and we had fourteen transfers. so fifty percent of that roster was going through it for the first time
2: okay. We all know the first time is uh, very difficult. It doesn't always go the way that you want it. And so LSU, hey, Brian Kelly has a built-in excuse. This is why they lost. Okay. All right. Okay, they, they, they weren't used to it. Jaden Daniels, is, is he going to go out and throw more than a touchdown and in an INT? Yeah, Jordan Travis lost his mind at the end of the game. LSU will be okay. I'm not sweating right now. People just like to beat up on Brian Kelly with good reason. He says ridiculous things like that. Making up excuses. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Lee, he's calling from east of Baton Rouge. Lee is calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Lee?
5: Hey, man, you can hear me?
2: I can hear you loud and clear. How are you?
5: Uh, I'm good, man. Look. LSU in the first half, the first drive, they get on the one-yard line and they get stuffed. I think for a young team with some young kids, like he's talking about, that was kind of shocking. I think it was shocking for the fans. But they played okay in the first half, but they came out flat in the second half. And Florida State took it to them. Um, But that doesn't mean this, this whole season is over. And I appreciate what you just said. People can't be selling them out and and saying fire Brian Kelly already. I mean, give me a break. It's one football game. What I was calling about, though, was, you know, okay, LSU lost the game. We dropped nine spots. Um, But it was the only top ten matchup going that weekend. And a lot of these other teams that move up and they're they're kind of keeping their spots, they were playing – some pretty easy teams they had on their rot thing, and we to well, keep, you know, we we, keep...
2: we, we ran through you know, a lot of those ass whoopings. Yes, we talked about Alabama and that. Georgia and Oregon. Yes, we went through them. Yes,
5: but, I mean, I think the press though, when they vote for these things, sometimes they might need to consider those things. It's just, it seems like uh, there's a lot of people talking about I, those I think, SEC I, teams and all, and
2: I think they do. I think, I think everybody understands that the beginning of the season is, for some teams, it's, it's a complete warm-up. Uh, we're going to get into right. to Colorado and, and, and what they did. Colorado's next game is going to be against Nebraska, okay? So they just took on TCU in a game that they weren't expected to go out and win. So I can't speak for all of the press because I don't know what all of the press thinks. But I certainly think that people take that into consideration. I mean, LSU's next game is against Grambling State. You know what that looks like? I'm not going to say I have no idea. I expect it to be an ass whooping. Okay, so as you said, yes, there, there's so many more games to the season. People who want to scream about firing Brian Kelly are just doing it just because he ain't going anywhere. This dude is sitting on, what, a a 10-year contract, $100 million. They're just going to give him the boot now? Come on, man. We got to be realistic. He ain't going anywhere. It doesn't matter if the people love him or hate him. I mean, there wasn't all that much love when he showed up, but at the end of the season, people appreciated a little bit more what LSU was doing. Okay, they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, not a gigantic shock, and then they they smoke Purdue. So there are expectations for for this year for them to be competitive. And it ain't all that hot when in the first game, it's a tale of two halves. I told you the first half of the game, I said, okay, this is cool. The second half, by the time I tuned back in, I said, oh, this game ain't worth my time. They quit. They didn't have a lot. Whether you want to call it quitting or being young or whatever the case, I came back from getting food and the game was, it was a wrap. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Troy is calling from Idaho. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show.
6: Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call. You get me through a long day of trucking.
2: No doubt, Um, man. Where about you trucking right now? Where you at?
6: Let's see. Right
2: now I'm in Idaho headed to Salt Lake. So you're keeping me going. Rock and roll, brother. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, a lot of these things just aren't upset. Uh, You know, uh, Fans talk so much; they can campaign for their team all they want. I don't, I don't look at FSU, LSU as a much of an upset. Right. You know what LSU, Ole Miss, Clemson, and TCU have in common? They're one in three in their last four games. All four teams: Clemson, Ole Miss, LSU, and TCU. Well, yeah. Surprising to hear that.
2: Yeah, but I don't know if, if I would put them all in the same category. Clemson has been on a downswing. TCU was certainly a massive upset uh, from the year before. So, so yeah, we can look at their, their prior records. But things are a little bit different. You we're going to talk about Colorado. They went 1-11 last year, and, and people are hyped up about the game that they just played. So I, I don't I don't know if we can put don't, them all in the same Don't get me wrong category.
6: about Colorado. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that TCU – at the end of last season, and got into the playoffs, but they, they're literally one in three in their last four games. Yeah, you're right bit, about Clemson. I yes. see that. But LSU—they had a Georgia game in there, and you can't—you can't fault them for that. But LSU is still one in four or one in three in their last
2: four games. Yes, yes, you—you you are correct. But I'm not—I'm not plugging them into the same category as the other team. So I understand, I understand. where you're coming from. But I still yep. think that they, they have a, a more positive outlook for the rest of the season than what they showed this past uh, this past Sunday night. Okay.
6: Let me ask you now: What team is most surprising that they're one and three in their last four games? Is it Clemson?
2: No, man. Because I think we we can all look at at college football. It's it's powered by by QBs, and with Clemson, what they're currently doing. Where is the optimism? I mean, people can talk about Cade Klubnik until the, the sky is fallen, but what is Dabo Sweeney doing offensively with the talent that he's bringing in? It's, it's night and day from what other squads are doing. Where They understand this is now a free agent system that exists in college football with a transfer portal, and unless Clemson is willing to play ball – Look, nothing that happens with them is surprising for me. They, they may be in for a little bit more of a downward spiral over the next few seasons. If you look at s- social media from some of the prospects, uh, guys who are still in high school, I mean, you got kids who are tweeting about what they see, and it ain't looking all that good for Clemson, man. Yeah.
6: Well, Jr. thanks for keeping me rolling. I appreciate you. All
2: right, stay safe out there. Thank you for Troy. Well, Thank you, Detroit, for calling from Idaho. Yeah, no, me also, I don't believe – uh, FSU beating LSU is, is some type of upset, I will say, man, you would have thought it been a little bit more of a competitive of a game, especially when you start looking at the second half. LSU was flat. Now they get to the beat up on Grambling. My apologies to my friends in, in Grambling. Yeah, it's going to be going to be an ass whooping. Sorry about that. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 I'm going to get some more of your calls here on some college football. Speaking of an upset, over the weekend, maybe you noticed, maybe you did not, Team USA Basketball, could you say they suffered an upset? Is it possible for them to suffer an upset? Well, they took an L, and they came back and bounced back, like LSU is hoping to do, like Clemson is hoping to do. We'll talk about it. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. I'm going to get some more of your calls on some college ball. We're going, to, we're going to talk about Deion Sanders in Colorado. We're definitely going to do that. You're listening
0: to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Love your show.
6: Uh, I like how you spit the truth. I love your show. I got a great show. You're the bomb diggity man. Thank you.
0: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
2: It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get to Deion Sanders in Colorado and Colorado and what the hell they did. It's, a, it's a, quite a turnaround. Sure, it's one game. We're going to hear from Dion. We're going to hear from his son. They had some interesting comments and quotes uh, following the game as they they beat TCU. Not expected to do so. Uh, we're going to get into that at the top of the hour. I did share with you, and we know that there were plenty of upsets, plenty of close games. It was a it was a fun weekend to really start the college football weekend. And so we talked about Florida State beating LSU. And I, I do want to go ahead and mention USA Basketball in a moment. But before I talk about them and their loss and then their comeback, I do want you to hear from a winner. We heard from Brian Kelly prior to the break. Uh, I don't want to say making an excuse, but telling everybody how young his LSU team is. Mike Norvell, he felt the opposite. He felt pretty good about his squad after they beat Louisiana State. Listen.
3: I'm so proud of our team. You know, there's been a lot of build-up and uh, you excitement about this game, this opportunity. Uh, you know, I've talked all the way through fall camp, and you know, even through the off-season, summer workouts, just all of it. Just uh, the mindset and the approach that these guys, you know, they what they bring to work every day.
2: Okay, that's that's nice, right? They feel good. Good for them that they feel good. Somebody else that should feel good this morning. And I don't know if you're paying attention to this. I have not watched a Team USA game. I think at like a lot of folks at this point, if it's not the Olympics and maybe I'll catch a final, I'm like, oh yeah, Team USA basketball played at five o'clock in the morning, at six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay, fine, did they when did they lose? Well Sunday I woke up. I don't know when I woke up Sunday. I don't know if I ever went to sleep on Sunday, but the fact is they lost. They lost to Lithuania 110 to 104. And the fact that Team USA is, is pretty small in regards to height, they were out-rebounded 42-27. to 27. And I said, well, damn. We can't run around saying the United States is whooping ass. People were online saying that Noah Lyles was right, or Team USA, what's the NBA champion, all that nonsense. And I wake up this morning, and they beat Italy, Team USA did, 100-63. to 63. What a way to bounce back. Meanwhile, Lithuania, they were eliminated. They got beat by Serbia, 87 to 68. And so, yeah, sure, anybody, everybody can have a bad game or a good game. And so Team USA Basketball, they bounced back. This was Steve Kerr after the win over Italy this morning.
6: You always want to respond to a loss um, with a competitive effort. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the joy and the competitiveness go hand in hand you know when you compete and you play with that kind of force and energy um, and you get the ball moving you know like Tyrese was was making happen like Anthony Edwards moving the ball early on it's just infectious and then it becomes fun and it doesn't matter who scores and who gets the stats it just becomes about the team
2: nice good if you can't wait for NBA basketball, if you need to wake up early in the morning to watch some ball on the other side of the world, Team USA, they're going to take on the winner between Germany and Latvia on Friday. And that game takes place in a few hours. So if you're going to be up for now until forever, go ahead and watch Germany and Latvia. 855 cbs That's 855 cbs Eric. He's calling from Texas. You're on the J.R. Sportby show on CBS sports radio. What's up, Eric?
7: Hey, JR, It's a pleasure as always to talk to you.
2: Certainly. What's on your mind?
7: I, I was thinking about the, um, transfer portal. I was against it. You know, I'm 49 years old and pretty much anybody, my age, I talk to here in uh, North Texas, pretty much has the same opinion as me, but that, you know, really thinking about it. Uh, I kind of love it because it brings parody to college football. Uh, you think about the big teams not having super loaded second and third strings. Well, besides Alabama because saving, don't tell who's starting until the very end because he's a genius. And uh, anyways, um, teams like Colorado, you know, that wouldn't have been possible without the transfer portal. And I, and I know he has an NFL coaching staff and all that, but still he couldn't, you got to play the game. He couldn't have done that. So I just, I, I love the transfer portal. What do you think about that?
2: I personally don't care uh, because I'm I'm not a fan of, of restriction. I've, I never have been in college sports, so I think what they're doing has been due for a long time. I just think they could have done it in a more organized way instead of all of a sudden saying, all right, everybody just do what you want to do, and that's that's pretty much what it's been. I, I know that there are some restrictions in regards to not being able to transfer twice and having to get waivers, et cetera, I, I It doesn't matter to me, but I certainly understand anyone who looks at it from a, a traditional standpoint and says, man, the rivalries are gone. The rivalries are out the window. And I don't know if this is going to make for, for parity across just all Division One football. I think when it all boils down, this is going to continue to evolve and change over the next several years, over the next several decades. I think we're gonna move from having just super conferences to maybe just uh, four conferences. Maybe it's only two or three regions, and we're gonna have a lot of teams that get kind of pushed down the pecking order. So it might look good for right now with you know teams that you would think just just have parity, but who's who's really jumping up in the ranks, man? Okay, yeah, sure, we might have a surprise here or there in a TCU, but I, I don't. I don't know if this is going to make things a more even playing field. I don't believe that.
7: All right, thanks for your time, JR. Appreciate you.
2: No, thank you, Eric, for calling from Texas. Not a problem. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. College football and college athletics. In a lot of cases, it's the haves and the have-nots. Haves and have-nots. Do you have money? If you don't have money, you're not a gonna. You're not going to be able to attract the talent. And whether or not you're doing that above the table or under the table, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. 855 CPS cbs Jake from Alabama. What's up, Jake? Hey, how you doing tonight? Excellent. What's up? Hey, I was going to talk to you about it. Uh, what do you think uh, Auburn's chances are with uh,
6: Peyton Thorne and
5: Robbie Ashford running that two-quarterback system they got right now? You know, I see they're liking to use Robbie Ashford in the goal line, but I don't think that's going to work too well once they get
2: to the SEC part of the schedule. Well, Jake, let me tell you something. I ain't paying attention to Auburn until we get a little bit deeper in the season. They have been so much ass over the past few years, they are not on my radar, man.
5: You know, I've been a big-time fan since I was a kid, and I'm just looking to hopefully, hopefully, this game against Cal. is the First time I've ever played against Cal. It's gonna be a 9:30 game, and that's that's gonna be quite, quite something.
2: Yeah, it'll be a night game. Hopefully, I'm not three beers or four beers in by then. I stay awake to watch it.
5: Dude, I'll be playing with the band that late at night. We got a gig Saturday night. But uh, thanks for your input, bud.
2: No, well, well, that wasn't too much of an input. I told you your team sucks, and I haven't watched them, man. Well, let me ask you oh, this. Well. When, when you're playing during the band, do you put, like, your phone on the floor and watch? Like, how do you do this? I got a little phone holder on my microphone stand. I'm the <laughs> front man of the Jake Dial band. Okay. Well, listen, Jake. good luck to you. If they happen to be any good, I'll be paying attention, okay?
6: All right, thanks, man. Take care.
2: No problem. Yeah, man, I, listen, I'm not going to sit up here and lie. I ain't sitting around watching Auburn football. They have stunk. You might as well ask me about the paperweight on my desk here in the studio. It's not exciting. 855-212-4CBS. Ashano calling from Charlotte. What's up, Ashano?
5: Hey, what's going on, uh, Jr? What's going on, Shep? Uh, I appreciate you guys. Love hearing your show. Don't get a chance to uh, get on all the time because I have to call and wait for a little while. I'm driving for Lyft, uh, doing my ride share thing, um, but I'm here now, and I appreciate you guys um, for putting me on. Anyway, just couple of real quick things, and I usually take it off the air to listen. Um, definitely got to talk about, um, in a little bit of a backtrack, like the Odyssey um, rewind, to talk about the great interview you had you had with Mia Hamm, and uh, a little bit about Noah Lyles' comments um, because I think you know what she said, and what a lot of um, you know coaches that these uh, international athletes, especially track and field, because I'm a track and field coach, uh, US. USAT of track and field certified level one coach. Wow. And all all my life I've heard from coaches and my former head coach is um, the same comments, um, voices in a different way sometimes, but the same comments. And I think, you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't get on at first uh, last week because a lot of things like what Mia Ham was saying and a lot of things, you know, uh, subsequently like the loss by uh, Team USA kind of led, uh, gave credence to Noah Lyles comments being pretty accurate to some degree um
2: I don't think I don't think so but keep keep going Nishana. We're up against the break you 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 going yeah, on I, keep I going you got to go I quick
5: Yeah I'm going to go quick um that's all I want to say about the Noah Lyles thing um and you know I got your feedback on it but I do want to say um also that Prime coach Prime I'm I'm loving it I'm loving it I'm loving it you know um just like I said about my Giants don't uh, get too excited. It's one game, but I am all on board with Coach Palmer and just the way he does business.
2: Which uh, which he, Giants? He which Giants are you talking about? The New York oh, Giants. New York, the, the New York Giants. Yeah,
5: okay. I, I came all on right. the, after Game Three last year, and I said they're oh, going to win ten games, and they did, and make the playoffs, and they did. And okay. I'm telling you again right now that they will have okay. a great team this year. All right. Well, they to- got
2: they added they added talent, so I don't think this year would be a surprise. <laughs> Last year definitely was, man. Come on now. Latin, ain't nobody expected the Giants to win 10 games. Saying they win 10 games this year ain't saying much or nothing. Added a Darren Waller. I mean, come on. They got hopefully a healthy Saquon. It's the JR Sport Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about Deion Sanders in Colorado. Did he shock the world or is he full of crap? We'll get it here on CBS Sports Radio.